Kirk, what's going on, man? Hey, Greg, how are we doing? Doing great. You ready to talk some fancy football? Yes, I am. All right. Hey, so this is our our first uh, show of the week. So we're going to talk about week two in review. We're going to talk about our predictions and who were the studs and who were the guys who killed your team this week. So before we do that, Kirk, is there any news we need to hit on? Uh, I guess there is, huh? I guess there there is. There's been a lot since uh, since we last talked. Josh Gordon. Yeah, there's what uh, there was a trade. There was a trade that let's uh, talk about that sends um, Jordan uh, uh, Josh Gordon to uh, the New England Patriots for a fifth round. A con- I guess you call it a conditional fifth round pick if he plays ten games or something like that. The the Browns will get a fifth round pick if he doesn't. Then I, I guess they either don't or uh, something like that. So they get a seventh or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So so they're they're well, something out of somebody that they they really have no faith in anymore. Let me ask you this: If there were eight to teams, eight to ten teams interested in Josh Gordon, what were those other teams offering that you know to where? The Patriots and a fifth round pick was the best thing they got. I just have a hard time believing that was the best offer they got for Josh Gordon. Well, yeah, and I, I, I wonder if, um, I wonder if the other ones were just flat out saying sixth and seventh, um, and that was it. Or maybe there was some information that Cleveland was divulging them, stating that he was, you know, possibly going to go off the deep end. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why the fifth would be the best. I would think. I would think a third round pick for even a, a risky player like him would be a high. Would probably be the highest amount I would give up. Well, the thing that makes me um, question. I mean, if they were that willing to give it, give him up, it seemed like a suspension would be imminent. But I don't know. It's just uh, just a weird situation all around. So culture. Uh, Culture change. I mean, the one thing I've noticed being a fan is that, I mean, anything that he said he's going to do, he's basically done in some way, shape or form. And it, and, and this is, it wasn't so much of the return to his, his old ways. It was, he got a hamstring injury doing a promotional shoot that was not football related. He was late. I think those were the things that ultimately said, yeah, maybe he's he's fallen off, but we just can't keep supporting this. He's not taking it seriously. It's one thing if he has an addiction that he can't get away from, but it's another thing if he's lazy and getting hurt and being reckless. So I think that ultimately was was it for uh, John Dorsey. All right. Well, I've got to stop you there before you start taking over the whole show with Brown's news. So <laughs> let's um, let's talk about what else. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, his holdout continues. Antonio Brown misses practice on uh, – he's away from the team on Tuesday. Just uh, kind of a weird situation there. Um, who knows what to make of it, but he's back to practice. Seems like all is good. But there's still no levy on Bell. you got to roll with James Conner. And that's – got to be happy about that if you have James Conner because he, he's good. So. He's good, yep. He's continuing to produce. We'll talk about him a little bit later. So, all right. I'm not going to talk about him. I don't know what you're talking about. You must be talking about him. I'm not talking about him. He's a stud. (laughs) Absolute stud. All right. One of our hometown boys. So, perfect. All right. What else? Anything else? Any other other news you want to get to? Um, 
Jarvis Landry may or may not play tomorrow. That is that is yeah, that is big news, especially for Thursday night games. Um, if you have him, make sure you know Thursday night games. Make sure he's in your wide receiver slot. Do not keep him in your flex slot because if he gets hurt, uh, that can, yeah, that throws you off. So uh, yeah, that's big news. I I have a feeling he'll play. I don't remember him. He didn't miss any time in the game, so um, I feel like he'll be all right. Yeah, and he had that speech regarding injuries in the uh, in Hard Knocks, so I, I would contagious. Pretty hypocritical if he doesn't play. Contagious, bro. Yeah. All F-word, right. F word. F word. F word. It's contagious. <laughs> All right. F word. F word. F word. Yeah. All right. You ready to do this, dude? Yes. Well, not really. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a little bit of humble pie uh, going over some of our predictions for the week, but hey, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that is why we. Uh, that's why they play the game, I guess. That's right. For our fantasy prediction. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, so let's start by talking about the quarterback. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's review how we did, because I know everybody's wondering about that. Right. Uh, I'll start with the Dynasty League. I got another win over Steve. I won 131-104, so I'm now 2-0 and in that league. Uh, the things that have me worried right now is my top two receivers are Jarvis Landry and Larry Fitzgerald, both of them very banged up. And I also have Royce Freeman sitting in one of my flex positions there. So I, I'm 2-0. and I'm sitting pretty, but I do not feel great about my team right now. I like my receiver depth, but, man, am I worried about it. How did you yeah. do in the Dynasty uh, League? I – I lost in the in, in the mon- on the Monday night game. Uh, it came down to where me and Ryan were neck and neck. I really just had to outscore him, his one player, which was Tyre Lockett, and I had Jordan Howard. I just had to outscore him by like three or four points, and I would have won, um, which for most of the game was looking pretty good until Tyre Lockett, you know, caught a couple balls in the touchdown, and and late and later in the game, Jordan Howard stud running back they were throwing the ball with the lead rather than running the ball so that was kind of uh ripped my heart out there so i'm one and one my issues are are my running backs um i have three mediocre running backs that is jordan howard a banged up jay ajahi and carlos hyde who scores touchdowns but that's really it so I, I and I have zero depth behind them at running back. So I'm, I'm, I'm. Let's put it this way: uh, Mark Ingram couldn't, his suspension couldn't come or come to an end fast enough because I, I need I need somebody else to fill in a role, or else I'm just going to be riding with two running backs and praying to God. Gotcha. All right, keeper league. I lost to to Nuke. Uh, by 13, if I play Sammy Watkins over Kenny Stills, I win that game. That's a league where I, I do have Le'Veon Bell, so my running backs are, are pretty bad at this point. So I'm one and one. Um, a win really would have helped me out there. So how would you do in the keeper league? Well, I am 0-2. I lost. Um, I scored 168 points, which was, I think, 20-some points higher than anybody other than the guy I played who scored 196. Um, I quickly did an optimal lineup after the Monday night game, and there was no way I was going to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, even with the lineup he played, he his so. maximum was 202, 
But so he basically got almost all the amount of points he could have gotten uh, in the week, and I never would have got him. I would have got like 192. Yeah, so, you're scoring points. That's still good for, for playoff consideration later in the year. So yeah, yeah. But, and then finally, um, our shared team uh, for the PCS League, we won. So we are 2-0 and in that league. Uh, we decided to go with Alex Smith over Russell Wilson, and that didn't – I mean, Russell Wilson was better by a point. That didn't really help us out, but uh, still a strong showing for us, and this is foreign territory for us to be on a fast start in that league. Yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, man. You ready to talk uh, about quarterbacks? Yes. So, first of all, holy cow. Let's talk about uh, quarterbacks this week. We had an uh, – let's see. This is uh, – the one I'm looking at right now is four-point touchdown leagues. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterbacks who scored over 30 points, two of which who were over 40 points. Quarterbacks blew up this week. Um, including the guy who I picked as my stud, which was Big Ben. He was the number one overall scoring quarterbacks. He had uh, almost 45 points in uh, four-point touchdown leagues. If you do six-point touchdown leagues, then Patrick Mahomes was the number one scorer. But holy cow, man. Um, Ben, Mahomes, Cousins, Bortles, Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton all blew up. Um, Great week for quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I picked picked Phillip Rivers. Um, which like two fifty six and three touchdowns, no interceptions is is that's a good game. Good game, but you know it really it really pales in comparison to the rest of them. So I don't yeah, know I mean, if that's a win or not. I, I think it's a loss. Yeah, I, well, I th- I think two fifty six and three touchdowns. That that's a that's a great pick there. I mean, you can't help but you know um, you can't help that all these other quarterbacks are going to blow up. So. River still ended up with, you know, 31 points and, and a six-point touchdown. Like, that's that's a great game. Yeah. Um, my my sleeper or, or, or the guy I'd take a flyer on was Alex Smith, and that I had to chalk up as a dud. He only scored, uh, um, what was it, you know, 15 points or so. Uh, yeah. And that that was, you know, uh, for him. And then my uh, – the other one who I kind of picked as a, uh, a, a dud or – somebody to kind of pump your brakes on was Tom Brady because he was playing that uh, Jacksonville uh, defense. And, and again, I, I feel good about that. He did have two thirty four, and he had two late touchdowns. Um, you know, he had 16 points in four point leagues or 22 and six points. So I feel like that was, that was a good call. I mean, he finished goodness as like the quarterback 16 or something like that. So, or yeah. actually even worse than that. So I feel good about that pick. He's the Alex Smith. He didn't even, he couldn't even get over top of uh, um, his backup quarterback from last year. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah. Um, I, my flyer was Case Keenum, and he he was, you know, 15-48. I mean, I guess if I'm wrong and he scores 15 points, it's fine, but he did not have a good game. Um, and then my beware, I, I had a hard time deciding between these two, and, bo- and they both proved me wrong. Ryan Fitzpatrick went over four yards again. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Matt Ryan, from a quarterback standpoint, you know, two seventy two, two TDs and, a, and an interception, but he had two rushing touchdowns, which yeah, uh, really yeah. really threw him up uh, over the top there. So I, I'm I'm okay with that pick. Um, right, two touchdowns. So yeah, you can't account for that. So okay, very good. So uh, quarterbacks who were bad, who was bad? Um, yeah. You know, Dak was bad again. 
uh, 160 yards. I mean, luckily he's he always has some rushing yards that kind of saves him. Eli was was bad again. Andrew Luck was bad, uh, and Case Keenum, uh, not very good either. So those were some of the poopers. Uh, Dak Prescott was. If you even have him on your team still, he's he's struggling. Yeah, that I, I tell you, that team is just bad. That that whole offense, and and you know, so is Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. But like Russell Wilson is just a little bit more talented than Dak. That he he seems to make up for it a little bit more. But yeah, and, and not to mention, um, you know, if if De- I don't think Des Bryant would want to go back to that team right now. I think he's very smart in saying, you know, and staying away altogether because it just looks like a dumpster fire at the wide receiver position. Yep. Rogers only one touchdown. He was the 20th ranked quarterback of the week. So kind of interesting there. So again, that is why we do not pay up for running backs. Right. All right. You mean quarterbacks? That is what I said. Yep. yep. All right. Moving on to running backs. This again, a crazy week for running backs. And this is the point. Like if this is what the NFL is going to become, then I, uh, I will quit watching. You have Saquon Barkley, 14 receptions. Christian McCaffrey, 14 receptions. Chris Thompson, 13 receptions. Theo Riddick, nine receptions. Uh, I didn't watch the other game. I did watch the Giants game, and it was just garbage time just dumping to him. Uh, you know, we talk about the complexity of these NFL offenses. It looked like flag football or backyard football. It was just – it was just junk, and I, I hope this is not what the league is becoming. Is just a, a dump off to your running back and hope hope he makes somebody miss. It's kind of like almost what the NBA has turned into. So right, uh, I mean it's great for fantasy, but just sucks for watching the games. You know, you would and and with my uh, lack of playing experience, um, this statement may sound dumb to you, but I would think with the ability of the linebackers to be as athletic as they proclaim to be. They're a little bit smaller and just more athletic. I would think they would be able to cover a running back in this, in this way a lot easier than, than in the past. I mean, but they don't seem to be – no one seems to be caring about that running back releasing out at all. What, what do you think is the cause of them being such a, an easy option for the quarterback? Well, I think, you know, when you, especially the, the ones you look at, I mean, McCaffrey, Barkley, and Tom, Thompson, it, they were all, all those teams were losing and, and losing by fairly large margins. So that was not the threat. It's kind of like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll let, uh, we'll, we'll let their, their fourth best scorer take, you know, 20 shots a game. That's, that's not what's going to kill them. So, mm-hmm. you know, they'll give the dink and dunk. They're just not wanting to give up the big play, the deep ball, and, and, and that's why you see that, you know, the receivers are covered so well. So they're just dumping it off. Um, and, and they're giving them, you know, whatever, five, six so yards. When, whatever. So then, so then if, if, if a defense, if, if the game is tighter, you would, you would, you're saying that that could change the way that happens. I think, I, yeah, I think if you, if you're seeing more pressure on the quarterback, you know, um, I think you're not seeing as many of these running back routes. I think the the quarterbacks are just going through their progressions and then dumping it off to the running back. So, well, I, mean, I think that's fantastic. I mean, from, from a fantasy standpoint, you have you have games where you say, "Well, I think it's going to be a blowout," and I have a running back on my team that right. catches balls. Well, so, I, I think I think the thing you need to look at is like, you know, really the big story this week is 
right now, Saquon Barkley, he's going to get 14 catches when their team's getting blown out. Where David Johnson, who just was totally, uh, I mean, he just totally disappeared. They were getting killed as well. And, you know, he's not getting the looks like he should. So um, that's, that's where it really matters fantasy wise, but let's get into perfect uh, our picks. So my stud was Zeke. He ended up, I think as the number seven uh, running back of the week for almost 20 points. My flyer was James white and he ended up with almost 16 points, which I feel good about that pick too. Um, plugged him into one of my lineups and, and was very satisfied with what I got there. My, uh, my, my beware was Carlos Hyde. And like you said, all he does is score touchdowns. Apparently if he doesn't have a touchdown, he has a six point game. Um, but with that touchdown, he kind of saved it and, and was actually okay. So he had 12 points in the PPR league. So you can't be disappointed with that. So I, I, I got to chalk that one up as a loss. So who did you have? Well, I have, I had two, I had two that I was fighting over and I'm, I'm going to claim Tevin Coleman as my, uh, as the one I was going with. Yeah. And, and on the stat sheet and on a typical week, 107 yards rushing for a, a normally a backup, you know, or a second running back is pretty darn good. So I felt good about that. Uh, he didn't score and he didn't have a whole lot of yards uh, receiving, but a hundred yard day, 18 and a half points. I think that was a pretty good uh, uh, prediction. Uh, Chris Thompson was one of those 13 reception guys. He was the other guy I was kind of high on because I thought Alex Smith was going to play well. Uh, he, he went over 22 points. So, I feel good about that. My flyer, yeah, I guess in a deeper league it was good. It was Austin Eckler. He he almost got 13 points. He had 77 yards rushing and a few receptions, so not bad. If you I think that's I think that's a great pick. If you're yeah, if you're, for, if, for you're flex, if you're flex guys getting 13, 14 points, that's great. Right, and then um, uh, my uh, beware was a toss-up between uh, Jamal Williams and Isaiah Crowell, and I'm trying to find those guys. Jamal Williams had 10 points. Crowell, ha- he was very bad. Okay, he so had, I, I, was had, on, I was on the had, there. Yeah, six points or less, actually. So That's a that's a good thing when I can't find him at the top of the list. That's one. <laughs> that's right. All right, hey, so so the studs of the, of the week were, you know, really it was Gordon and Gurley. They both had three touchdowns each. Not the rushing yards you hope for, but, hey, if you get three touchdowns, who cares? Uh, the surprise of the week was Matt Breda, 138 yards rushing. He did have a 60-plus yard rushing touchdown, so that catapults him. Uh, he's he's uh, grossly outplaying Alfred Morris for that backfield. Uh, he's somebody I picked up in one league. He just, you know, guys with that small frame just kind of give me worry, but willing to take a chance on him. If you can find a starting running back in uh, the week two waivers, then then that's a great thing. And he's got a great offensive coordinator. Yes, he does. Uh, really, as far as uh, poopers, David Johnson, what, what are you doing? If you're a David Johnson owner, I mean, he had six points last game. His first game he saved with a, with a touchdown. Uh, what are you doing with him right now? I, I'm I'm holding steady on him. Okay. I think I think there's some you know he didn't play last year a lot, and I think that makes a difference to him. Not to mention the team well, doing very well. I was gonna so say, I think, well, well, and that's the big thing is the team's not doing very well, and I don't think there's any improvement on the horizon here with the team. Yeah, there could be a change at, at quarterback that could you know liven it up. I I think that may make a difference. Um, but I think the coach needs to get just to get his act together and say all right well, we just need to 
just give the guys that are good the ball. And, and he has said that this week, so hopefully he'll he'll do better. Yeah, it sounds pretty silly to say that. Give the guys yeah. that are good the ball, but uh, you got to love when the coaches say, "Man, if, you know, we need to get him the ball more." Well, <laughs> you you have some influence on that. <laughs> Yeah, so. you, you, yeah, you, you know who to talk to. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm convinced you can make that happen. So, very well, good out there, guys. Just got out of hand. Yeah. All right. Moving on to receivers. Uh, this is kind of unusual. The top two receivers for the week are on the same team, both uh, Minnesota Vikings, Diggs and Thielen. All all year leading up to this to the season, we've been wondering who's going to be the guy there. Well, it looks like there's room for both of them to. Yeah. To excel. Um, Juju and Michael Thomas, huge weeks again. Uh, Will Fuller had a had a great week. It's good to see him in his first action back. So, um, but the my picks for receiver did not work out very well. My stud was Jarvis Landry, and he was average at best. I right. scored about twelve points. My flyer was Kenny Stills, and he was an absolute three points. Uh, that was a a game script thing. Miami just they didn't have to pass the ball and they certainly didn't have to pass it deep to, to win their game. And then finally I picked as my dud, I picked Larry Fitzgerald and he only had five points. So I got to chalk that up as a win. Uh, and he, although he did get a little bit banged up, but um, so I guess I'm one for three out of the receivers. Yeah. Um, I, I feel good. I mean, I, I, I was having a hard time between Landry and Juju, but I had Juju number one. Um, he did do well. He was the third best. So, I felt perfect about that. Um, my, um, oh, where are we? My flyer was Quincy Inuinuinuinya, and he had he had a, a nine a ninety two yard day with seven receptions. So he was sixteen point two points. So I, I like that as a flyer pick. Um, yeah, uh, he may make an appearance uh, uh, in another episode coming up. Oh boy! Yeah. He's a he looks like a tight end, so guess how that's going to apply to Thursday night football. Um, Randall <laughs> Randall Cobb was my buyer beware, and once again, I'm having a hard time finding him. I don't think he did very well. Did he even play? He did play. Uh, you know that was the thing. Uh, Rogers um, didn't have that great of a game, um, so he only had the one touchdown. But yeah, no, uh, Randall Cobb crapped the bed. He only had four catches for thirty yards. So. Man alive, man! I'm right on so, the money there. You are on the money. So, uh, any receivers stick out to you as far as their performances? I'll, I'll tell you that there were a couple for me. The one is uh, Keelan Cole. Um, looks like he may have that that number one job uh, locked up there. And what a um, catch! What a catch. oh yeah, yeah. His one handed catch was was insane. I've never uh, seen anything quite like that. I mean, I I know uh, I know what's his what's his nuts. Um, uh, Beckham made a great catch, but he didn't have to maneuver the ball around the head of a player. It, it was like it was like what you do to a little kid when you're trying to screw with them, and you know, yeah, yeah. He, I'd never seen anything like that. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, the other thing is somebody who I was not high on coming into this year is Brandon Cooks, and you know he did what he does—a a huge 160-yard game. Uh, if he can, you know, I mean, if he can have that that target share, he had nine targets. Uh, that's something that would be very welcome. Uh, and then finally, uh, the last one. Uh, actually, there's two players I want to talk about. Nelson Aguilar, I think, is just showing that he's he's a good player, and he's, I mean, 12 targets again. Right. Be curious to see what happens when Alshon comes back, and then. 
the one uh, take it with a grain of salt because it was against the Steelers, awful uh, defense. But Sammy Watkins having a hundred yard game, mm-hmm. really curious to see how involved he would be. And but he was just very efficient on seven targets. He had six catches for a hundred, um, but also had a couple of rushes too. So. Yeah. Uh, those were some players that stuck out to me. Where, where I, where I, um, um, people that I, I kind of uh, keep my eye on. Will Fuller, I, I, I like Will Fuller, and mm-hmm. he's starting to take flight again. Uh, eight for one thirteen and touchdown. Um, basically matched, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's another another uh, offense to where possibly could, could sustain two hundred yard receivers. Um, it was right there. Um, Amari Cooper, again, here's his best game of the year. Ten catches, caught all the balls that came his way, 516 yards. So that means the next three weeks he'll be in the dumper. Um, the guy I'm really upset about is Mike Evans. And maybe things would be different with J- uh, Jamie Swidston, whatever the heck his name is. Um, I think I think Mike Evans and obviously Deshaun Jeff clearly benefiting from having a a uh, uh what is he yale harvard stanford harvard he's a harvard he's a harvard guy harvard harvard yeah. uh, so when ball. jamie when jamie ice winston uh, is, <laughs> is jamie is winston jamie is winston uh when he comes back um if he fitzpatrick has a good game against the steelers that's his job i mean that's fitzpatrick's job Right. If he craps the bed against the Steelers, that will be interesting to see, you know, what they do there. But um, some other receivers that uh, were extremely disappointing, and, and, and this just may be who they are, uh, Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, uh, awful game, you know, five-point game, three-point game. Uh, I just don't expect, you know, Richard Matthews, another one. Just that may be who they are uh, this year, so – and how about how about the guy we invested a little bit of money in last year, uh, John Brown, having a good, good, oh, good. He, he, and he's he's the number one there. Yeah, it's not even close. It's it's funny how we're always a year late. We were a year late on Devontae Adams and a year or a year early on Devontae Adams and a year yes. early on John Brown. Yep, absolutely. And then that one guy was like four years. Uh, Early and late on uh, Mike Quick or whatever. So I was gonna say we're still waiting on Mike Quick. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, my mind went there too. But all right, hey, let's move on to tight end. Yeah. Uh, I'll go through my picks here. Jordan Reed was my stud. Wah, he had nine point five. Yeah, nine point five points, which is uh, he almost was as good as Josh Perkins, the third string <laughs> uh, tight end from Philly. Uh, and uh, Ben Watson, who was my flyer, he was both of our flyer, and Jordan Reed was both of our stuff. But Ben Watson dropped or wide open in the end zone, and, and Drew Brees with a uncharacteristic miss of him that could have catapulted him into a great flyer week. And then my pooper was uh, Trey Burton, who actually he had a touchdown, had a nice little game, twelve point two points in PPR. So yeah, well, uh, I couldn't have been more wrong when it came to tight ends. Yeah, yeah, same here. I had Will Disley was my my beware. Um, I and uh, he also got a three, three, garbage three, time, three catches, yeah. forty yards, and a touchdown. I was right. I was on the money. Antonio Gates did not have a catch. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, Will Disley had a, a garbage time touchdown. So uh, you were right. So then, 
I'll, yeah, I'll you're take, right. I'll take all garbage time guys all the time. Doesn't matter. Yep. So yeah, I guess um, guys to talk about here. Obviously, Jesse James has his second straight. Uh, you know, actually, this game was his uh, his best career game. And week one, he had a decent game. Um, he's going to be picked up in a lot of leagues. I think I, I don't expect that to stick. Uh, the other one I want to talk about and kind of the guy that I've been behind all offseason is O.J. Howard. Uh, he is doing, you know, he had 396 and a touchdown yeah. uh, this week. Again, my whole thing for him is how efficient he was. In week one, he had two catches for 54 yards. This week, he has three catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. That is who he is. I mean, the only thing is you cannot count on that. If he had two targets in the first game, four in the second, you can't count on him doing that every game if that's the limited targets he's going to get. But you just figure, I mean, they've got to get him the ball more if he's been that efficient. Although, you know, so has Deshaun Jackson. Well, some at something something's got to give in that offense, and, and yeah, they can't just keep. I mean, Fitzpatrick's not going to have 400 yards every week. He's got there's got to have a week to where they take something away, and I would think Deshaun Jackson's the first to go, or Mike Evans is the first to go because they they pose that many more yards. I feel like the, a defense can say, "Hey, let's risk the tight end catching it 10 right. yards, and let's try to tackle him." Yeah, let's 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 not let Deshaun Jackson beat us deep and leave yeah, the he's like middle of the field wide open. Yeah, but you know the impressive thing about that Tampa offense is they did it against two very good defenses, New Orleans and now Philly, who was historically good last year. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive what uh, Fitzpatrick's been able to do. And if um, you know, it's it, what's frustrating in the tight end position um, is Baltimore's tight end position is very good if you were to combine all of them as one tight end. Um, yeah. And you don't really know. They all look the same. They're all big, white, and lumbering. And and, and the, out in the field, until you see their name, you think your guy is the guy if you picked one of them. And if they would yeah. put one out there for a while, he'd probably get seven or eight catches rather than just three. Retarded. That is retarded. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? Any anything else you want to talk about? That's all we have for reviewing players this week. Um, our next episode again is going to be start sit decisions. Uh, again, our our predictions for the week on who we think you should take flyers on, who who are the studs and who are the duds. Um, do you have any any trades that were proposed to you or, or that you you're looking to propose this week? Any any oh, targeting? I got the trade of the century. Um, I, I got in the dynasty league, um, a team that should remain nameless uh, until you search the, the player that he offered, uh, offered, <laughs> um, Leonard Fournette and a fourth round pick for, um, Juju Smith Schuster and, um, my dynasty my, league in the dynasty league. Yeah. And my, my thought process, I mean, I think wide receivers and we've talked about this before, are a little bit more valuable um, in this league just because of the longevity, especially good ones, not average middle of the road. I mean, he picked my, you know, second, you know, best one, my second, you know, wide receiver pick. So it's hard for me to then say, Hey, let's just give up these points. And for the next few years, you know, for a Leonard Fournette, Nornet Fournette who doesn't stay on the field all the time. Is he good? Yes. But 
I have a hard time with that. I need a running back. I'd like a running back, but I can't give up, you know, 15 to 25 points a game, depending upon the day, uh, for a running back that may or may not play. I already have a couple of those, so <laughs> it, makes, it makes it hard. His offer to him was probably probably more equal than he thought, and I, I just I can't do it. Right now, uh, PPR League Juju is tied for the number four receiver overall, so he is having himself a season. Yeah, it's it's fantastic to watch. I love Juju's. My uh, uh, my niece Juliet, we've always called her Juju, and she lives in Cannonsburg, which is just south of Pittsburgh. So um, they love watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play when Juju gets the ball. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. All you, right. Did you have um, any trades? I, you know, I, that's a weird week. I don't think I did have any trades this week. How many uh, people I, did you offer? Like, uh, oh, 10? at least a dozen. Yeah. I've offered at least a dozen this week. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't even get a counter offer. So neither can nuke. Neither can nuke. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I feel like mine are a little bit more reasonable than his, but. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. Especially with his checks that bounce. You just, I'll give you this $20 check that will guarantee to bounce if you just give me some cigarettes and cash. <laughs> uh, what a deal. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, well, that's all for the Fancy Boys. We are signing off. Ooh, I'm tired. All right. I'm fading out. <laughs>